Evening, everybody. Give it a few seconds for some folks to. <laughs> Tonight we'll have uh, one song. Uh, then David, I believe, has announcements. Two more songs, and then Evan has our lesson this evening. First song, this is already up behind me. Number 977, The Battle Belongs to the Lord. If you would let stand for this song, please. I don't know why I waited for you to get seated just to make you stand back up. So, 977. Good evening, church family. A couple announcements before we have our devotional. Um, as a reminder, time changes next Sunday. Uh, we go back one hour, so uh, please remember to do that. Um, thanks, Rick, for reminding me of that. So, um, Also, uh, on November 11th, uh, that's a Saturday, uh, there will be a scavenger hunt that starts at 9 o'clock for preschool up to 6th grade. For more information, there's a sheet out in the foyer tables that grab one of those for information on the scavenger hunt. Also, um, Life Group 1 and Life Group 2, that's Gary and Rick's Life Group, will be hosting a veterans dinner on uh, November 12th. Um, if you're a veteran, um, we'd love to honor you by serving you a dinner. Uh, after service is Sunday morning, there's a sign-up sheet on the foyer table, not on the foyer table, on the foyer board. Uh, it's all done in the American flag. Can't miss it. Please sign that up before you leave uh, this evening. Uh, so that way we can have record who's attending that, that lunch. Also, Saturday, November 18th at 8.30 is the men's meeting. Sunday, November 19th, special needs contribution and Thanksgiving food drive. And Wednesday, November 22nd will be a devotional only, no Bible class. 
Um, a pickup list for some of our members who cannot drive at night is on the four-year board. If you need a, a, if you know somebody that's not here or that would like to be here, please let them know that we have that sign-up sheet. I know it's dark now, um, and but uh, we'd we'd find them a way to get here. I, anybody would give them a ride. So please sign up that sheet if you cannot drive at night, uh, so we can get them to church. Um, also, updates on our prayer list. Uh, remember, continue to keep Jimmy Wilgus in your prayers. Um, he has a couple of uh, some blood work that still needs to be done, but uh, he doesn't have to go to Columbus uh, for two weeks, so he's had good reports. He's in remission right now, but he still has his regular doctor checkups. But um, he said hopefully he'll be here this Sunday. So let's keep our fingers crossed that he'll be here. Uh, Marin continue to keep Jim Haney and Jim Martin um, and uh Chuck Davidson in your prayers as they continue with their cancer treatments. Uh, keep Carolyn O'Lynn in your prayers as she's going through rehab at this time at uh, Colgrove. Um, so remember to continue to keep her in your prayers. Uh, remember to continue to keep Friday Simpson in your prayers as well. Um, uh, just uh, for health. And also remember to continue to keep Roger and Peg Pryor in your prayers. And Charlie and Alice Boso in your prayers as well. Uh, is there anything else I may have missed? Let's go to God in prayer at this time. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful and blessed to be able to be here this evening, Lord, to be able to learn more about you, to be able to apply your word to our everyday lives. Lord, I hope what we, we learn today, that we can apply to our lives, that way we can continue on spreading your word throughout our community and be a shining light within our community, our workplace, and school, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time, continue to be with our cancer members, Lord. Be with Jimmy and Jim Haney and Jim Martin and Chuck Davidson. Lord, be with them as they go through their cancer treatments and, and be with their families who are helping take care of them, Lord. We ask you this time to be with Carolyn and uh, you give her the strength that she needs in order to go through her therapy, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to be with Friday and the decisions that she has to make, Lord. And... Um, be with her health. Lord, we ask you to be with our members that have dementia. And Lord, just be with Charlie and Roger, Lord, that you be with them and protect them and watch over them, Lord. And be with Alice and Peg, Lord, as they watch over them and give them the strength and the guidance to get through that awful disease, Lord. Lord, we ask you this time to Continue to be with our, our youth, Lord. We ask you to be with them, guide and direct them, Lord. Let them always look to your word for guidance in their lives, Lord. Or we know there are so many people during this time of the year, Lord, during October, November, and December, Lord, that are struggling right now with depression, anxiety. And, uh, Lord, we ask you to, to be with them, Lord. Let, I pray that they reach out for help that they reach out to you or to somebody, Lord, before making a rash decision on their life, Lord. But, Lord, we pray that you be with our youth on that, Lord, and, and we know that we all go through troubles, but, Lord, we know that you are the answer, and you will help guide us through anything in our lives, no matter what the trouble is, because you're always there for us. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with us the rest of this week, 
guide and direct us. Forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short. It's in Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Amen. Next song is on the overhead only. It's Cornerstone. Cornerstone. My hope is heaven. Let's try this again. One, that's it. Isn't the difference? Key than what I've got. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the pain of praise, but only trust in Jesus' name. Christ Number 315. 315. I'll live in glory. 315. Bye. 
655. There's a fountain free. Good evening. I have a question for everyone tonight. What would it be like for us to beat sin? To get that win over that one area of our life that keeps holding us down. Tonight I want to talk to you about four steps to killing sin and putting it to death. The first we're going to talk about is hating sin. Sin does not need to define us or consume us. Sin can be exhausting, especially whenever we are battling in secret and see no way to win over it. We can't hide it, deny it, or play with it another day. We have to kill sin. And this is not just something that I came up with. God invented the idea of putting it to death. God's word indicates that dealing with sin is like a bloody battle. Something has to die. In Colossians 3, chapter five, or verse 5, the Bible reads, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Let's also look at Romans chapter 6, verses 11 through 12. And it reads, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its evil desires. Hate is not often seen as a virtue, but in this case, it needs to be. Hating sin helps us deal a blow to the corruption that we are experiencing throughout our own lives. Romans 12 verse 9 says, To hate or avert what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Without hating of sin, with ev of evil and sin, we diminish our ability to love. For us to let love be genuine, we need to hate some things deeply. I want everyone tonight to think of the ugliest sins they have a, that have a hold of us right now. All of them. We have to bring them all out. Evil thoughts, sexual immorality, stealing, murder, adultery, coveting, pornography, alcohol, drug addiction, deceit, sensuality, racism, slander, spiritual pride, gossip, bitterness, rudeness, boastfulness, and a slew more. Instead of winking at the sin or dumbing it down, we must hate it. Us as human beings don't like to hold on to things that we hate. So if we hate it, it can help us put sin to death. So the first thing we have to do in order to combat sin is to hate it. The second thing is to expose it. Exposing our sin to God and others is the first step to victory. That's why if we ignore, justify, or hide our sin, it's going to continue weighing us down. James chapter 5 verse 16 reads, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. God wants us to bring our sin out into the light by confessing it to him and to others. And when we do this, three powerful things are going to happen. First, the cleansing process is going to begin. Second, we're going to realize that we are not alone and are not the only ones struggling with this. And number three, we're going to realize that we live in authentic community where we have brothers and sisters that are going to help us feel free of shame and isolation. Let's look at the powerful effect of the confession of sin. Exposing it gives us a new connection with God and his people. 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 through 9 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say 
we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we must hate our sin, expose our sin, and the next is we must attack it. Attacking sin is about taking the extreme measures to put to death whatever sins are holding us back. We must believe that the fight against sin is war and that our souls are at stake each and every day during this war. Sin is war, and Jesus got graphic defining it in Matthew chapter 18, verses 8 through 9. He says, And if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. Of course, Jesus is not being literal here. He's using a hyperbole to make a crucial point that attacking sin at the source is necessary. Killing sin might not be a common topic in conversation, but it needs to be. We often discuss sin. We're sometimes accountable, but we deal with it in ways that don't completely get rid of it. Being accountable for sin, of course, is fantastic. But, this, but all this needs to come to the line the road where we have to decide whether we are ready to put sin to death and find a strategy to do it. In Proverbs 7, we find a story of a young man who got involved with a married woman, reaping all of the short-lived moments of satisfaction. Early in the story, we see that he took a path towards her home, and that is where the battle was lost. He never should have gone down that path. It was too much pressure for him, and cutting off the path to sin usually prevents us from walking straight into sin. Preemptive strikes works. Apply the same approach for any sin that's killing you and needs to be beaten. For example, if you have a credit card weakness, leave it at home, cut it in half, but don't have it with you. Or if social media is taking your time with God or you're putting more focus into it than things you need to be, put limits on it or even delete it. Because scripture tells us that God will provide a way out of those things that tempt us. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. With God's grace, courage, and the right support, you can put any sin to death that's killing you. And finally, after we attack sin, we must overwhelm it. Our life is short, and we have a limited number of hours in each day, a certain amount of energy to expend, and capacity limits on our friends that we have and money that we can spend. Life has its limits. It's the same way with sin. So if we imagine our day as a 55-gallon drum bucket that contains our day, we, um, we must put the good things and godly things in it to fill up room to not allow sinful things or thoughts to be in it and to help us do that we must spend time in God's word think on wholesome things speak with the father regularly and surround ourselves with godly friends it's really about saturating yourself with so much good stuff that bad stuff has no place to grow so in order for us to have a victory over sin I propose that we work to do these four things one hate sin two expose it three, attack it, and four, overwhelm it.
If sin is consuming your life and you feel like there's no way out, I promise you that there is. God is waiting to forgive you and embrace you with open arms, and so is your church family. If you have a desire to put Christ on in baptism tonight, or if you just need the praise of this congregation, why don't you come as we stand and as we sing. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the evening and the day that you blessed us with, the opportunity to gather here and to open up your word and to bring praise to you and to learn more about you. Thank you for the lesson that was brought to us tonight. Pray that you be with each and every one of us as we go to our Bible classes. Help us to open our ears and our hearts and to learn about you and to apply it in our daily lives. Pray that you be with the sick and all those who are mentioned here today, those who are not able to make it. Pray that you keep your hand over them, keep them in good health and protect them. Be with us, forgive us when we do wrong, keep us safe as we leave this place. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>